welcome to Career Sequel, the Return to Work podcast. If you're re-entering the workforce after a career break, you just found your one-stop shop. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Coles, industrial organizational psychologist, career strategist, and the founder of Career Sequel. Each week, I discuss strategies you can use to bridge your career gap and land flexible, meaningful work you'll love. My mission? To help you find a job that fits your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Career Sequel Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Coles, and I have a question for you. Did you begin your work life doing a job that was perfect for you? And if so, are you living happily ever after doing that work right now? Since you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing this isn't your story. It isn't my career story. I was a psychology major who was sick of psychology, who fell into a job doing healthcare research. That was my first work experience. The spoiler is that this job was really not for me. And it was a great company with fantastic people doing cutting edge research. And it was not a fit, which made me feel lousy and inadequate and not quite smart enough. And it definitely had me wondering if I could ever find a job that felt good, that felt like me, or was I just destined to never be happy in my work, never really find that thing that I was good at. So I don't know if you have ever felt that way. And if you have, or if you're feeling this way right now, I want you to know that I have some inspiration coming right up for you right now. I am really excited for you to meet this week's guest. His name is Nahal Qatar. He is the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Coordinator at the ProMedica Health System in Toledo, Ohio. And he is my former client. Nahal's career story is inspiring and oh so relatable. It begins with uncertainty and ends with a dream job. When Nahal and I met, he was about four years out of college with a degree in sport industry. Nahal worked in sports management, higher education, and hospital administration, but knew that there was something more that he wanted to achieve and contribute. He just couldn't figure out exactly what that was. Nahal is going to share his career story, one of doubt and second-guessing his purpose, but also one of intentionally taking a pause to get strategic in his job search. He has great insight into breaking into a career in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space. And Nahal's going to shed light on the variety of career options in this industry, things that may align with your strengths and your skills and experience. Nahal, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Lee. I'm excited to be here. I am excited to have you on here as well. I was wanted to have you on the podcast because I think you have a really interesting career story that so many people can relate to. You know, when you you go to college, you you pick a major and usually that major you somehow you pick when you're 16 years old. Like really at an age where you don't know yourself so well. And you go to college, you graduate in a particular field and then your first job out of college, you're just you're taking your best guess as to what kind of job would work for you. 
And that job more often is not the right job for you. Maybe it would have been right for your 16-year-old idea of yourself, but so often we get set off on a path that maybe is not the most appropriate path for us. And then you wind up feeling badly about yourself if if that path doesn't go well for you or if it's not all that you dreamed it would be. So can you start off by just telling, giving us a little snapshot of Nahal graduating from college and what your career path looked like then? Yeah. So it was actually during my senior year that I had a job with the Columbus crew, uh, which is a major league soccer team uh, in Columbus. And during that time, I started to realize that sports might not be what I wanted to do long term. It just I, I didn't really enjoy the lifestyle. I didn't feel like there was a pathway for me to grow as much as I wanted to. So I, I started thinking about what it was I was passionate about uh, my senior year of college. And I sort of landed on higher education. I was very involved in college and I really wanted to pursue a profession where I could help others. And higher education seemed like a great way to do that. So. I spent a few months after graduation looking for a job and it's hard graduating with a degree in something that you're not necessarily looking, looking for a job in. Um, But I was able to get a job at, at Ohio state in the advancement events uh, department, which it's basically event planning, which is not my forte, but it was the first job that I got an interview for uh, after a couple of months and the first job that was offered to me. So I took that job again. It just really wasn't my, uh, it wasn't my deal, really. I think event pa- event planning takes a really particular sort of person to do, and I am definitely not that person. But in my mind, it was at Ohio State. It was technically in higher education. It was within the alumni uh, association. So I felt like this would be a good pathway for me to go down. But within a few months, I realized this is not taking advantage of my strengths. Uh, And I I don't think this is the right pathway for me. So I was still sort of like in that higher education mode. I ended up working at Maumee Valley Country Day School, and that was great. I worked there for a few months. Um, That also didn't work out. I was working on a part-time basis, and uh, I just I didn't get a full-time job there while I was there. So uh, eventually, I got a call about a position at Loretto Hospital on the west side of Chicago, And my official title was community transformation coordinator, which basically meant I did whatever they asked me to do. And I really did enjoy my time in Chicago and and working with that community. I worked there for about a year, um, basically doing their offsite COVID testing, overseeing all of that, uh, helping with the vaccination process when that was rolling out. I got hired in 2020 by Loretto's right in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Um, And uh, that was a really great experience for me. I learned a lot. Uh, but again, it just didn't feel like the right fit. Uh, so I left and I really wanted to take a step back and think about what I wanted to do next very intentionally, uh, and what it was that I really enjoyed about what I'd done so far and what it was that wasn't working out. And like you said, I, I really felt like maybe there's something wrong with me. Like, can I just not hold down a job? Is it, uh, wherever I go, am I always going to hit this sort of wall where I feel like, I don't have passion or I I don't uh, belong in, (laughs) I I don't, I basically like do, am I fit for a nine to five job? That was genuinely what I was thinking. Um, So I want to take a step, step back and you helped me a lot with this and and decide what it was I wanted to do going forward. And uh, you know, we sort of landed on DEI, which, which has been awesome. 
Right. And and I want to go back to something you said. You said that when you were in these different jobs, parts of it you liked, but it didn't necessarily feel like the right fit. And you mm-hmm. automatically blamed yourself for that. You thought mm-hmm. like, what is wrong with me? Am I not fit for a nine to five? Like I've, I've had several jobs now. They, they're not feeling good. I don't feel good in them. And there was probably not a part of you that thought, maybe it was the job's fault. Like you automatically blamed yourself. Right. Right. And there were aspects where I was like, I don't like the way I'm being treated or I don't like the way the, the leadership is operating in certain cases, or I don't agree with it rather. Um, But ultimately I felt like, well, that's on me, you know, maybe I have to just accept it, Uh, which is is honestly looking back on it. uh, It's understandable that I thought that way, but it does feel pretty backwards at this point that I didn't feel that way. Well, and when you're, when you're young and it's your first job experience, you don't know exactly how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And if you're, and you trust your manager, you trust your boss and you think that they know best because they're older than you, they're more experienced than you. So you give them the benefit of the doubt. I want to go back to another thing you said, you said you were doing your sports job and you thought, well, this isn't using my strengths. Now, did you really know what your strengths were at that point? Not, I I don't think, I think I felt like I knew what my strengths were, or I think Mm -hmm. some part of you kind of always knows what what your strengths are, but it is hard to, without really thinking about it, to either put it in words or to have, to know that you need to be looking for these things in, 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 in your next job. I knew I really liked writing, which is, I did do a lot of that with, with the crew. Um, I knew I really enjoyed connecting and talking with people and helping with people and helping people because that's what I was doing in my free time throughout college. Uh, but that's not, that's not what was occurring with the crew. So um, I kind of knew generally what it is I enjoyed um, and, and what it, what it was that help me succeed in my student organizations, but I don't think I knew specifically these were my strengths or even these were my values really. Right. Right. So I specifically remember the lights all of a sudden going on and shining down a particular career path for you mm-hmm. when we did your strengths exercises. And can I share some of your strengths? Yeah, Jamal? absolutely. Can I share some of your <laughs> <Absolutely>. results? <laughs> okay. So one the strength that came up so strongly for you that really resonated for you was developer and people who are especially talented in the developer theme, they recognize and cultivate the potential in others. And they spot the signs of each small improvement, derive satisfaction from improving others and really lifting others up. And so we got to see how much of strengths really used in your previous work. And then when we got to your core values, that's when we really blew the roof off the house there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at my core values now. Oh, yeah. Um, Tell, yeah. Share yeah. what your core values are. Well, my number one is empathy. Um, and then it's justice, learning, communication, citizenship, development, and authenticity. So mm-hmm. a lot of those d- deal directly with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, empathy, justice, learning, citizenship, those, those, you know, directly deal with, with the field itself. Uh, And then like communication, development, authenticity. I think you need those things to be able to work with other people and diversity, equity, inclusion is a very people oriented field. And it was actually you that suggested DEI because it's not something I had ever considered. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, 
I guess I kind of knew that it existed, uh, especially after 2020. Um, you know, it, it became a much bigger thing uh, with, uh, you know, the, the murder of George Floyd. And yes. um, a lot of companies wanted to become more conscious of, of how they were operating. Um, but it was not something I had really considered. So I think just looking at these core values and looking at my strengths and thinking about how can we marry these and how can I really, you know, put all of these things to use uh, and be happy yes. <laughs> in yes. a job that aligns with my my core values. Uh, DEI just felt like a perfect a perfect situation for me. Yeah. Well, what we did, we looked at each one of your core values, do you remember? Mm -hmm. And we said, okay, where do you need these core values in your career? Because it's not paramount that every single core value relates to your career. However, if, if there's a core value that's being violated by your job, which in the past there was that violation in some mm -hmm. of your previous jobs, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be great in that job. So it was so obvious when we looked at your core values and you decided that at the industry level, you wanted learning to be a core value of the industry. Mm -hmm. or, oh, and also you, the core value of the industry, you wanted justice. justice yep. Yeah, yeah. And at the organizational level, you wanted communication and development to be core value. And then empathy was in there. Citizenship was in there. Right. You were looking for a job that embraced those things. Right. Right. And it's funny, we were doing one of those personality things at work recently, like with the, with the entire team. Uh -huh. um, and what I found really interesting was, was the director of diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, Greg Braylock at Prometica. He and I had pretty much the same exact chart. Um, and that was really inspiring for me. Yeah. Because it, I've always kind of felt like uh, it's really important to work with people who are different from you just to get different perspective. Um, but also it is inspiring to see someone in a role that you maybe want to be in someday that has the same values and the same strengths as you do. Uh, and that, I, that made me sit back and think maybe I am on, or I, I think I am on the right path. It just cemented yeah. it rather mm -hmm. than I, I am on the right path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you are using your core values and your strengths, it should feel kind of like home right. to you. So tell us about the work that you're doing now. Yeah. So my title is Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Coordinator at Prometica, which is a health system here in Northwest Ohio. Uh, and really my job right now, it's going to evolve very soon. Um, mm -hmm. But right now it involves uh, doing the interpreter access, the language access uh, side of things. And diversity, equity, inclusion in healthcare is really interesting because you really have three facets. You have the internal workplace, uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, you have community, diversity, equity, inclusion, and then you have uh, equitable access to healthcare, that kind of thing. Uh, so our team really tries to hit on all of these things. My role, my current role has more to do with the equity in healthcare being language access. Every patient has the right to understand uh, what's being said to them um, and to understand uh, what their procedure might be. So every patient does have the right to an interpreter. Um, so Prometica are remote and over the phone interpreters. We provide 240 languages um, that people can call into and get an interpreter for. And I schedule on-site interpreters. So um, if someone uh, needs an American Sign Language interpreter, 
uh, I'll get a request and I'll assign them. Um, but so, so that's my role. And then eventually we're going to be going into more of a more expansive uh, diversity, equity, inclusion role throughout the, throughout the organization. So um, we have a lot of st stuff internally for our employees um, to so they can feel included. Um, and then we're also constantly working with the community as well uh, with different community organizations to make sure our community is being uplifted. Um, so right, right now, even though I'm doing uh, mostly uh, interpreter services, I feel like there's such a bright future for this role and uh, for this team, this organization that it really excites me and energizes mm -hmm. me to do the work every single day. Tell me what kind of jobs are available for people who want to go into the DEI profession? Uh, there, there are a lot. And what's really great is they all are unique or they Tell all us. can be unique. Yeah. And, yeah, and this is something I discovered, you know, looking for, for a job in diversity, equity, inclusion. So I mentioned earlier, uh, there's, it's a way to get back into sports. Pretty much every sports or major sports organization in the U.S. has a DEI uh, manager or director, um, usually even a team. Um, you know, so basically mo most companies that I've, I've talked to, most people I've talked to that work for organiz large organizations, a lot of it has to do uh, with the internal work within the organization. So whether that's educating uh, the people in their organization or making sure the minorities feel supported within an organization, that's really important. So oftentimes I think it gets pigeonholed into sort of the HR space right now, at least, but it, it really does continue to expand. You know, there are DEI professionals in schools working with students. There are DEI consultants who work with organizations externally to make sure that they're continuing to grow, making sure that they're hitting benchmarks within their organization that makes them a more inclusive and equitable organization. You know, even th th there are different names for DEI. There's diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice, DEI, and belonging, which is something we've talked about quite a bit. So there's so many different ways to affect change in the DEI world. And there's jobs that are teaching people on a one-on-one -on -one basis, talking to big groups of people. There are consultants who give speeches, basically, to multiple organizations about change within the organization. And then there's there's also the analytical aspect of it, which is not something I personally have explored too much, but I was just talking to someone who's developing a hiring software that, that their aim is to make sure that hiring practices are, are equitable within organizations because there's a lot of biases that exist, even in the formulas that they use to pull resumes and stuff. There's a lot that even Honestly, I don't know. I'm a I'm a relatively new DEI professional, and there's a lot that I'm learning every day about where this field is going. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that there are people who are listening who are thinking, "Oh my gosh, I would love to get involved in the DEI industry," but wait, mm -hmm. I don't. I haven't had DEI training, or <laughs> I don't have my master's in DEI because I know that they now have master's programs. What kind of preparation? What kind of background do you need? How do you actually? get into this field? Yeah. Well, the great thing is DEI has been around for a while, but it's really grown in the last couple of years. So many, many of the professionals come from different fields. In my team in Prometica, there's, there's four of us, including myself. The director of diversity, equity, inclusion, Greg, he's from hospital operations. 
So he worked in Prometica for many years in operations, but he, you know, he always, he always had a passion for DEI and was always thinking about things through that lens. And they sort of created this role because of him and because of his strengths and his values. My boss was a paralegal. Um, my, my coworker worked in a senior care at Prometica. So, and obviously you, you've heard where I came from. So we, none of us came into Prometica or came, came into the workforce really thinking that we would get into DEI, but we all had a passion for it. And we, we'd all done things in the past that aligned with that. You know, in college, I did a lot of DEI work, maybe not officially, but stuff that would be considered DEI work now for sure. And I think the biggest thing for me was I constantly am reading and talking to people who, who are in the field. And I think that's the most important thing. I think as long as you can convey a passion for diversity, equity, inclusion, and a true caring for the advancement of others, it doesn't really matter what you've done in the past. You can you can get into the field for sure. And now there are a lot of great, great ways to get certificates or education that are low cost or sometimes even free online to get DEI education. So that is also something that you can do if, if you want to prep for a job in DEI. Mm-hmm. I love that when we took a close look at the job that you had, you actually had diversity, equity, inclusion experience. They were just maybe a smaller component of your job, but they were the piece of your job that you love. When you actually looked back and thought, what part of my work really resonated with me? Mm-hmm. There were those times when you actually were doing DEI work. Mm-hmm. It's great that you can come at it from a variety of angles. I love that there's diversity in getting into diversity work. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. If you could boil it down to one last piece of advice for someone who is in a career, maybe not so sure if they're in the right career, what do you recommend that they do? I think intentionality is really, really important. So for me, the most important thing was to consider whether my values truly aligned with the job that I was going to do. And we sort of, we touched on my core values and my strengths. That was absolutely the most important thing. I think more broadly was for me, it was being intentional about thinking about what my core values were, what my strengths were, and making sure that I wasn't just going to accept or look for the first job that was available for me. So just be, just be intentional in your job search. Make sure that you're doing something that's going to make you happy. Um, and also make you feel like you're doing, you're improving yourself and, and the organization you're in. Um, that, that's what was important for me. That is great advice, Nahal. And Nahal, if someone wants to get a hold of you, are you on LinkedIn? How can they reach out and connect with you? Are mm-hmm. you open to talking to people who are maybe interested in getting into DEI work? Yes, I am absolutely open to talking to anyone who's interested in getting to DEI. I am on LinkedIn. Um, my name is just Nihal Katar, N-I-H-A-L-K-A-T-T-A-R. I'm sure that'll be in, in the show notes. Um, and then you can also email me at nihal.katar at prometica.org if you'd like to talk. Excellent. Nihal, thank you so much. I really appreciate having you on. It is so much fun to see you in this role, the role that you were made for. Thank you again for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And for everybody out there, take good care. Know that we are cheering you on. Hey, if you're going back to work after a career break, 
I have a gift to help you get started. It's my free guide, Four Simple Steps You Can Take Today to Re-Enter the Workplace. I love it because it helps you get the ball rolling in a simple, easy, manageable way. Just go to my website, careersequel.com, and click on the red box that says, Get the Four Simple Steps Now. That's careersequel.com. Get the four simple steps now. See you there.